Audio Cam with Cam Scotland. Bridge differences with mediation. Welcome to Audio Cam with Cam Scotland. My name's Scott Doherty and I'm here today with Ewan Malcolm, Chief Executive of Relate London North West. Uh, amongst other things, uh, he established the Scottish Mediation Network in 2002. He's the author of numerous excellent publications uh, on mediation. And he also regularly provides uh, training to mediators with uh, consensus as well. So welcome, Ewan. Hello, Scott. Good to be here. And uh, just for the voice of doubt, a chat today with Ewan, uh, who is in London at the moment, using the, the medium of Skype, uh, and it's quite apt, given their topic today is online mediation. So, talking about um, online mediation, throughout history, Ewan, parties in dispute have tended to meet somewhere to resolve things. And I'm thinking about on the field of battle, or in the courtroom, or, or even round the kitchen table sometimes. So you've you've been involved a, a little in online mediation, and I'm just wondering how things are different with online mediation. So online mediation naturally doesn't put you in the same space so you can feel the air and, uh, uh, I suppose, smell the fear <laughs> in a situation like the ones that you're describing. But in other respects, it gives you as many and sometimes additional benefits Uh, Most importantly, we find with mediation, the hardest bit is getting people together to talk. And I think that uh, having online, by which I mean uh, communicating uh, in mediation via the Internet and usually using some sort of video link via the Internet, allows people the opportunity to get together when there might be barriers in the the way, distance, time, scheduling, all all of that. So, so the difference is, obviously, you're not in the same, uh, same room, but you are speaking simultaneously, communicating in exactly the same way that you would if you were uh, around that kitchen table. Uh, you don't speak much in the field of battle, obviously. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> but I, I think when we're talking about a process of communication, which at its foundation is what mediation is all about, uh, this tool adds an additional uh, means by which we can facilitate that uh, that discussion. So, so really, uh, online mediation, you think, is, is most useful to reconcile geographical difficulties then, thinking there might be possibly other uses for it as well, uh, for example, in issues where you don't want to be in, in the same room as that other person. I think you're spot on, Scott. Uh, we have found uh, both in practice and also uh, in simulation that uh, people who have a reticence about coming uh, together with the uh, the other in family, the ex, say, uh, who you really feel strongly you don't want to spend much time with, there is a, a, a sort of sense of security about uh, speaking down the line rather than being uh, just a couple of feet away from them sitting in the next chair. Yes. Uh, and that, I think, is uh, a real advantage of this. Now, of course, the mediator has to be uh, careful because that could also create a, a distance which prevents a proper communication. 
But if you and I agree, and I think most mediators find the hardest bit is getting people in the room, it might be a way of starting that conversation. Uh, we've also found in this service that uh, it's a way of keeping the conversation going. So people might be able to come together first, but then it becomes so difficult that they then would separate. And rather than doing what we call shuttle or caucus mediation, caucus, yes. uh, where people are speaking to the mediator in one room and then uh, running along the, uh, the corridor to the next room, they can uh, continue with mediation uh, via the, uh, the, the use of the uh, Internet. And then another bit uh, that I think it helps on uh, is that uh, people uh, sometimes, for uh, kind of their own personal circumstances, just can't stay. So somebody's posted abroad, uh, and this is a way of continuing the mediation when it needs to be continued, but people aren't in, in the same place at the same time. Yes, yes. Now, uh, online mediation, I understand, and, and feel free to correct me, has developed... Uh, Less so in relation to family situations and more uh, in relation to commercial scenarios, for example, business disputes and so on. Uh, And I can see down south, uh, small claims mediation uh, more and more often these days is being resolved through online dispute resolution uh, methods. What's different looking at it from a family uh, situation, uh, dealing with two uh, people who have been together uh, as loving partners and are now separating. Do you think the the ability of online mediation to resolve commercial disputes can also translate into that kind of situation? Well, the uh, the translation I think is uh, is possible. However, let's let's maybe parse out some of the terms here. I think there is a difference between online mediation, which is the, the whole process of mediation from the initial discussions through to uh, the convening of people together, the agenda setting, and then the option generation, all of that sort of stuff, via um, some sort of video link. And uh, online dispute resolution, which I think is being used in uh, some settings, the most famous of which um, is uh, eBay, um, where uh, they have something like 4 million disputes uh, every year. Biggest dispute resolvers, uh, operation called Modria, uh, resolve those. And essentially, they they do it by text uh, quickly. It's a sort of arbitration a very effective, very useful uh, approach. Yes. Now, that, that is uh, ODR, online dispute resolution, different from the whole uh, mediation that we're imagining. Now, could we learn some of the things uh, from, from uh, the ODR? Yes, of course. And in fact, I would say uh, that because I work with an organization called Related in England and Wales, and we're working with uh, Modria and an operation in the Netherlands uh, to create a tool uh, which will be useful in this jurisdiction for people who want to do a bit of the stuff online before they get into mediation. So could they uh, go through a series of questions and tick yes or no for a number of uh, areas, put in some free text and work out what is uh, agreed and what is not. And then when you find the areas that are not agreed, clicking on mediation and setting up a, a, a video conference so that they can talk through that specific narrow issue yes. uh, rather than doing the whole lot. And I think that uh, that sort of uh, efficiency is really useful. And it's already happening in uh, in Holland. Sure. 
Um, so, thinking of family uh, mediation online then, what do you think are the, the main concerns that you would come across for parties going into that? So, I think the, the main concern that mediators have is to maintain the confidentiality of the mediation process. Now, it's something that we've, uh, we're thinking very hard about at the moment in Scotland with the recent uh, Court of Session judgment about uh, the, uh, the uh, mediation uh, confidentiality. Clearly, we cannot promise that everything that goes on in uh, mediation will be completely secure. But I think the thing that people most worry about is, uh, let's put it crudely, a clip from a mediation appearing on YouTube. Yes. Let's be absolutely frank. It is not possible to prevent that completely. But I think we do all, we need to do all that uh, we would normally do with a mediation by way of explaining the importance of confidentiality, getting people to sign up to a confidentiality agreement, ensuring that nobody else is going to breach that in, uh, in this, uh, this setting, which will make it uh, nigh on, uh, well, not impossible, but extremely unlikely that people would, uh, would do something like that. Yes. To find out how mediation can help you, follow us at Cam Scotland on Twitter, Facebook and Google+, or visit camscotland.co.uk. So confidentiality um, is a big, a big concern, but one which you're quite comfortable can be addressed and so on. What about, are there any other fears, for example, the one that springs to mind is, how do you know that someone else isn't in the room with the, the person you're speaking with? Well, simply put, uh, you ask people. Uh, and um, if people have agreed that no one else would be in the room, um, it becomes pretty obvious when someone else is. Uh, and uh, I would be suggesting that a standard clause in a contract would say that if a mediator suspects that there is any uh, kind of breach of the confidentiality that people have signed up for, uh, then that mediator would uh, terminate the mediation. Absolutely standard in uh, a normal mediation practice. Uh, and again, I think we're, we're, we're looking for problems which I haven't experienced in reality. Folk who come to mediation uh, using online uh, tools are usually pretty comfortable with those tools already. Maybe they do business using uh, Skype or one of the other uh, tools like Zoom uh, regularly, or they have uh, family overseas. Yes. Uh, people who have uh, grandchildren in Australia, for instance, are usually pretty smart at using this approach and know that once you have a connection with the other person, uh, the way that you look at uh, the picture, the way you set up the, uh, the, the equipment, is just technical stuff which then becomes invisible once you're speaking to people directly. Yes, yes. Well, certainly it's quite an interesting point. I was reading today that apparently one in four adults in the UK don't have basic online skills. So, And the concern I've seen before about online mediation and even ODR uh, as you were talking about, is that uh, you know people are wondering whether technology and understanding of technology might get in the way. I think that that's a really important point. However, I would say it is uh, not about being exclusive, it's about being expansive. 
this is a tool that would be used and only suitable, essentially, with folk who feel comfortable with it. I think that uh, people who have no interest or experience in uh, the online environment are unlikely to say yes to the voluntary process uh, of mediation via uh, uh, the Internet. However, let's look at the demographics. That's where we are just now. Maybe uh, a quarter of people have no uh, connection. But uh, say in 20 years' time, when those uh, those five-year-olds or even 10-year-olds uh, who will swipe a book to ch turn the page uh, gets to being our clients, uh, then this will just be normal and folk will be used to this approach. I think the resistance um, quite understandably, uh, is likely to come from the practitioners rather than the clients. Uh, and there will be some folk who will adopt it, embrace it even, and others will say, no, it's not for me. I'm not promoting it as an alternative, but I'm saying this is an addition. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, and thinking of uh, those practitioners that, that are possibly reticent about it, one of the, the main issues I've heard uh, discussed about online mediation is the, the non-verbal communication. Um, it's how vitally important it is being in a room and understanding what's going on from body language uh, and the various signals that people give off uh, when not talking. And I'm wondering um, how that might be addressed in online mediation. I think that you're right that it will never be as good as being in the same room. However, there are certain things that we can do to improve the ability to, uh, to check things uh, out. For the start, uh, if the lighting is, uh, is correct and the camera setup is good, you probably are doing a more face-to-face, -face, more clearly face-to-face -face than you would be if you were sitting in the same room. <laughs> uh, so you're getting a lot of uh, expression. Um, and if the resolution on your connection is good enough, and that is a big if, and your screen is large enough, I tend to uh, to work at home uh, and throw the screen up on my, my big TV, so I, I actually Very see fancy. people larger <laughs> than life. Quite easy to do if you just connect your computer, yes. then you're getting a very, very clear picture of the individual's face. And uh, again, the body language uh, people tell us that it's the micro expressions on our face that, uh, that we really uh, uh, take a lot of meaning from. Of course, stance and posture and all the rest uh, is important, uh, but less important when you're getting the nuanced, fine detail of, of the meaning. Yes. So, uh, you you get used to it. Um, there is something also about being, um, uh, it's a bit disconcerting when you first, uh, first start doing this, but being able to see yourself as a mediator uh, in the little screen at the bottom. Uh, I think that uh, as a reflective practitioner, for me, that's a great boon. Yes. It means that I get some idea of how I'm coming across to the parties, which I don't when I'm in the room. I will only get a chance of getting a second-hand view of that when I'm working with a co-mediator, but on my own, all I'm doing is looking at the other party. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Almost a, um, just a mirror as far as that's concerned, yes. Exactly. So coming back to what I said earlier about how dispute resolutions moved on from the battlefield and the courtroom and so on, where do you see this going, uh, online mediation, uh, let's say in the next five years? I think that uh, to start with, um, it will become something that 
uh, a certain number of practitioners, ones who are comfortable in this field, uh, will make it make available to the, the marketplace, and they will start uh, gaining experience. I know in England, and Wales, there are uh, there are already people who are uh, who are doing that. Um, I think that we will also uh, build up a, an experience of how to make sure that uh, new users of this uh, tool uh, remain safe. Uh, and with the, uh, the English Family Mediation Council, um, I'm presently working on some guidance for uh, the use of online mediation. And I hope that that guidance will become freely available. Uh, I mean, frankly, uh, it will be non-specific to a jurisdiction. And I hope also it will be non-specific to the sphere of mediation. Yes. There are some particular things about uh, family mediation that need to be taken account of. But mostly this is about doing the communication stuff we do in mediation across uh, all the different spheres. So that, I hope, will gain some currency and some experience. We'll hopefully also draw from the experience of our colleagues in other uh, places like specifically Canada and Australia, where they are, because of their distances, using these kind of tools already. Uh, and uh, in this next period, uh, I think we will see a significant improvement on the quality of connection, uh, as in the internet connection that we'll have across our country. And that, I think, will make a huge difference. At the moment, you and I are speaking on uh, on Skype, and actually the uh, picture quality for me is not that fantastic. And I know exactly why that is, because the uh, connection to my office uh, hasn't yet been upgraded. Uh. <laughs> uh, and I think that once we have that, it should be crystal clear. I uh, usually work from home, and I know I have a really good connection, and I was speaking to people in the States just last night. Uh, they could have been sitting in, uh, in my study there. Yes. So once connect connectivity improves, I think that will make a difference. And then the, the third bit uh, will be that um, I think that folk will, with that experience, start talking uh, rather than hypothetically, as we might be doing just now, but starting with experience uh, and see how it could be blended with their existing practice. I don't imagine that people will suddenly become online mediators and that's the only way that they'll work. Yes. I think they'll see how it's slotted into the current uh, way of delivering excellent services to people who need them. As you say, as an additional service, yes. Well, it's, it's been fascinating talking with you today, Ewan. It's uh, something for the, the future. Uh, more and more people are talking on Skype and Hangouts and so on with their, their friends and their family. It's only a matter of time, I think, before uh, more and more mediators are coming in on that. So uh, it's been valuable listening to, to what you have to say on it, and thanks for, uh, for being with me today. Great to be with you, Scott. Thanks for this opportunity. And you've been listening to AudioCam. You've been listening to AudioCam with Cam Scotland. For more interviews and links to our mediators, subscribe on iTunes and thanks for listening.